0: how's it going today guys we're back here live in the studio for an episode of hot takes with cp 3 today is tuesday august 23rd 2022 um it is just me and ben this week ben college football game
1: week how you feeling i'm excited week zero um i wish we had i this should be week zero should be like a showcase game for the non-power fives like I don't really – I'm happy for college football Hmm. to be back, but, like, I don't really care for Northwestern versus Nebraska and Dublin, Ireland. Like, give me, like –
0: Whoa, whoa, I do, but that's only because I have a
1: big bet on the game. Let's do, like, (laughs) Houston versus, like, SMU. (laughs) Ooh, no, I I like that idea a lot. uh, But I'm excited for it to be back, obviously. Football is football. I shouldn't be complaining.
0: Dude, I wish they would do like they did a couple years ago. I'm with you. I just I wish they would do like they did a couple years ago. Or like, you remember when Florida and Miami played each other week zero, like a couple years back? Like, I wish they would bring that back. You know what I mean? Like, give us like shit. I'm cool with like letting like a bunch of these like little games go on or whatever. Give us one big game. You know what I mean? But I also but I one thing I do like though is how Hawaii always plays a good team on the island at 10 p.m. There's nothing like some late night football. You a
1: know? good team. I think they've like Vandy this year, don't they?
0: I mean, they got an SEC team, though. But I guess good team. I threw that turnaround way too loosely. Anyway, guys, on today's podcast, we will not be talking about college football. We will be talking about the NFL, actually. We are doing another season preview. Today is the AFC North as we have kept things moving. All we have left now is our two West divisions. Um, on Thursday's podcast, will be – it is time, guys. Picks Pod is back. And also me and Ben will be giving away – giving out any college football season-long bets we have – and giving y'all our college football Final Four and national champion, so all that is coming up here, guys, on Thursday's podcast. today we're doing the NFC or the AFC North. Ben, let's start things out with the reigning champions in the North, the king in the North, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Ben, how do you think about what do you think about the Bengals' outlook this upcoming season?
1: Their offense should be explosive once again. Uh, Joey B, Joe Mixon, is so good. Receiving the ball, rushing the ball. I think he's going to have a really big year. Their receiving core is still ridiculous. It's the same three receivers. They lose C.J. Uzama. Uzama, thank you. But they bring in uh, um, Hayden Hurst. And Hayden Hurst is very capable. Um, It just wasn't right for Hayden Hurst in Atlanta because Pitts was obviously the feature at that position. But Hayden Hurst is is a pretty capable player. I think that's a pretty solid replacement. Their receivers just complement each other so well. Like Jamar Chase is the explosive downhill guy, the, you know, doing everything. Um, T was it T Higgins? No, Tyler Boyd. Didn't he have some streak last year? It was like the most consecutive catches without a drop. There was some stat on him.
0: That sounds some about stat right. Stat on Tyler
1: Boyd, um, and then obviously T Higgins is no slouch as a wide receiver three who had a pretty good playoffs for the Bengals. Listen, I. It, it's got to a point after just one season of watching Burrow dominate. It's gotten to the point for me where I'm just going to trust him, and I think they score a lot of points. And these teams going to be really good. I still think they have a really good pass rush. Um, and um, I think their secondary is fine. I mean, I don't think it's anything great. Their schedule looks pretty hard, but their pass rush is pretty good, and their offense is dynamic, so I like the Bengals a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Look, Ben, I like everything you said right there. Let's start things out, though, and talk about this offense. Look, this offense got better, guys. The Bengals looked at this team, and they said that they did not like what happened last season. And quite frankly, I can't blame them. Joe Burrow, yes, he was a freaking beast last year. He took them to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow was number one in passing accuracy. And where this team struggled was on the offensive line, Ben. Their offensive line was terrible. Joe Burrow was 31st, or the Bengals are 31st in O line play. So Joe Burrow had the number one accuracy in the league with terrible O line play. That's how good he was. So what do they do? They go out, they add um, Leola Collins, they add Alex Kappa, they draft uh, rookie uh, Cordell Volson as well. Like they, they completely redid this entire offensive line. They have three new linemen now. Um, You know, typically, Ben, I'm a huge believer in fading the team that loses in the Super Bowl. You know, the team that loses in the Super Bowl typically doesn't bounce back. Kansas City was a different story, obviously, because I think they have a generational player. But, like, typically the team that loses in the Super Bowl does not have as great of a season the next year. I can't go against the Bengals here, man. Their offense was that freaking good last year with a horrible line. Now imagine how much better Joe Mixon is going to be. Imagine how much better Joe Burrow is going to be. I think this Bengals team is going to have a huge year, and I think it's going to be tough to unseed the King in the North here. Their defense was the one problem, though. They were 10th in the NFL in giving up explosive plays on that defensive side of the ball. That's the only thing that scares me. Um, I don't love the secondary besides Jesse Bates. Um, I guess they figured everything out with him, but Eli Apple and Von Bell don't really move the knee for me um but other than that i mean trey hendrickson can get off the edge big they lost um one of their d tackles as well he went to pittsburgh i can't remember who it was but i think this defense will get the stops they need i still expect the Bengals to play a lot of high scoring games but i think they have that pass rush you know it's kind of like we talked about with teams like kansas city in the past you know where they have this high powered explosive offense yeah the defense isn't great but at the end of the day they're getting sacks and they need them if you're getting sacks when you need them you can make up for all your uh failures on defense
1: one other uh, advantage that they have on a lot of different teams is when they get into the red zone, you're good for three points pretty much automatically. They have a really, really good kicker to go with an offense that's, you know, obviously going to score a lot of um, yeah. points. It, it's a league that like most teams have a, have a solid kicker, but the ones that have like an elite kicker, that it, it just kicks the offense up another notch. Because once you're in the red zone, you're in uh, Evan McPherson range. You're in Justin Tucker range, you know?
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Like, Evan McPherson's a weapon, man. He's one of the best kickers in the league. So, having a guy like that just makes your team that much better. Um, Anything else left on the Bengals here, Ben?
1: No. I. I What's kind of funny to me is that, like, how back to reality do, do we kind of set with them two years ago? And I know that Burrow wasn't playing, but two years ago, everyone thought Zach Taylor was a terrible coach. A year later, obviously, he adds Burrow and Chase. I get that. But – he's he's in the super bowl so does he come back down to reality like they have an, a, an okay season maybe not up to standards like do people just be like well it was joe burrow the whole time or was it the actual coach so um i just think that storyline will be interesting to follow the opinions of zach taylor because if, yeah. he, if he has another great season he's added to like the young like shanahan list of like young guys to succeed in this league so
0: no, I, I actually completely agree with you on that. That is a good thing to mark as well. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I remember last year when me and you talked about the Bengals, we were both like, yeah, this team looks good. I think next year is their year when they build that offensive line. They were definitely a year in front of that. Um, anyway, though, Ben, let's keep things moving here. Let's talk about the team who actually did not come in second place last year, but I want to talk about them next anyway. There's the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the Ravens roster looks pretty similar to last year, except to the wide receiver position as they traded Hollywood Brown for a first-round pick. They also add um, there. They also lost Sammy Watkins as well, so they're looking for Rashad Bateman and Tylen Wallace to step up here on the offense. J.K. Dobbins will be back from injury. Um, Gus Bus is already injured, so we don't know how much we're going to see from him. Defensively, it's pretty much the exact same defense we saw last year. Um, this defense looks pretty nasty. I mean, they got Ola defo on the edge. Healthy. Yeah. Calais Campbell. Um, that was the thing I was going to say. The secondary is looking healthy. Now they even added Kyle Fuller for very cheap. Um, Ben look, the Ravens were the most injured team in the league last year. Just like you just said, they were the most injured team in the league last year. They still did not have a loss by less than eight points. And they almost made the playoffs if they didn't lose in overtime to Pittsburgh in the last game of the season, the Ravens last year, or the, so the Ravens last year faced a top five pa- passing offense with no secondary pretty much. They're going to have Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, all those guys back. This this defense should be nasty. They did lose their defensive coordinator, um, Don Martingale, as he heads out to um, the Giants. The guy they brought in now, his name's leaving me, but he's more of a, uh, of, a of an aggressive blitzer, too. So I expect the Ravens to do the exact same thing. What they do with their defense is they have all these good corners, so they're getting interceptions and stuff. And they're creating turnovers or forcing the quarterback to throw the ball quick. That's why I have all these ball hawks in their secondary. I think it works very, very well for them. Look, the one thing on their defense that scares me is Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen was trash last year. He's terrible at pretty much everything but blitzing the quarterback. They got to get something positive out of him in the middle. But ultimately, if they can keep doing what they're doing, this Ravens team is going to be really good. And I think they'll be back in the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, so there's a reason why they're consistent. Their head coach is very consistent. In the 14 years he's been there, he's only had two losing seasons, obviously. My, Tomlin's got a little bit more of an impressive record by that. But it's John Harbaugh's a consistent coach, even when he doesn't have as much talent as he should have on the field because of injuries. Best His preseason coach ever. Ever. What is it, 22 straight, 23 yeah. straight? Um, but I think this Ravens team is going to be really good. I don't know what their offense is going to look like, but at this point I just trust them. For well, every year that they've, you
0: know, well, I was gonna say, I feel like I do know what their offense is gonna look like. I feel like this is gonna be a run heavy offense. Last year, they faced or that last year, they faced a bot or a top five in run defenses. This year, they're playing against the bottom five in the NFL and run defenses. Their offensive line's healthy when it wasn't last year. You know what they're gonna do, Ben? They're gonna run all over teams. I mean, wide receivers definitely a problem, but. Remember last year they were saying J.K. Dobbins was going to be their gadget guy. They were going to get the ball to in space a ton. I think that's what they're going to do now is get J.K. Dobbins involved. Apparently he looks really, really good in practice and whatnot. I think he's going to have a breakout year. I think Mark Andrews might be a top five fantasy score, period. I think Lamar's going to go to him a ton. And honestly, you I know, mean Rashad Bateman was really good in college. Let's see if he can step up and come to his own. You know, if they can get anything from James perche and Devon Duvernay as those other two wide receivers, you know, they might have a nasty offense. And at the end of the day, they have an average passer and the greatest running quarterback to ever play the game, which goes a long way. I think it's the Ravens are going to get back to running the ball down teams' throats.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've they've been run first since Lamar's been there, and it's worked. So who am I to mm-hmm. uh, to uh, dis dethrone them from from being the rest, best rushing offense? So them and the Eagles, I think their offenses are going to look pretty similar. The wide receivers look different between the two teams, but the Ravens have had just as much just as much success since they drafted Lamar as any other team in this league. So uh, just as much, not not the same amount. Obviously, the teams yeah. that have won Super Bowls have had more, but the Ravens have been very good under Lamar, and he's been doubted the entire time.
0: Yeah, no, it is crazy to still hear people shouting Lamar. I mean, this guy's the greatest running quarterback ever, and he's an above-average passer. I mean, this year with the offense being healthier, we saw him take steps in his passing game last year. I think he's going to take another step with the offensive line being better. I mean, at the end of the day, he's just going to eat – I think Mark Andrews is going to eat up. I think Bateman will be all right, you know. like I And again
1: – Again, back to Harbaugh and his coaches, staff. They changed their offense to fit Lamar. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are changing it to fit Jalen. That's what you have to do, and just lean on these super athletes like Jalen and Lamar, and see how far they can take you. Lamar's taken them pretty far. He also, as an individual award, as an MVP, so it's worked. So I don't, yeah, for people that uh, still argue like he's he's not a great quarterback, I, what I don't know how you can even say that anymore. There's no numbers to prove it.
0: No, nah, absolutely. Lamar Jackson has put himself as a staple as one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. And he is until we say differently. We're a pro Lamar Jackson does the, podcast.
1: Does the contract thing, I I don't see it playing any distraction factor, but he does not have an agent. Um, and he is going into this year as a, as I dropped my phone, he's going into the year mm-hmm. uh, without a contract. He, they've apparently agreed on the contract, but they can't agree on how much is guaranteed money. Um, I don't think it's going to be a factor, but it's something certainly to bring up.
0: Yeah, so, you know, look, you can look at it two ways. One, he's not going to want to run a lot and get hurt, you know, because then he might think he's going to get less money on his contract. But at the same time, when you're playing for your contract, you know, you want to go out and wow everybody and shut that up real quick. I think Lamar is going to go out and ball out the first couple of weeks and do what Lamar Jackson does, and quickly the Ravens are going to give in in to what he wants in this contract. And look, at the end of the day, he's earning Judge yeah exactly work for aaron judge. that's what i believe i believe in sports when you're a big time player like that when you're a superstar in your sport you go out you put together that performance and you get that contract look at aaron judge that's what lamar jackson's gonna do is the exact same thing when you're a scrub you go out you play like a scrub and you don't get that deal aka working for, Dan.
1: working for Danby swanson too.
0: exactly that's what the studs do is they step up when it's time to get that money um Next team up here on the list, we'll go with the other team that made the playoffs out of this division. They were a wild card. They lucked out in the big game at the end of the season. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben, the real question here is not only – it looks like Mr. Trubisky is going to play quarterback from everything Mike Tomlin said to start the season out. This Steelers team has been above five – has finished 500 or better for 18 seasons in a row. It's unbelievable. Do you think it's going to happen again? The win total is at seven and a half.
1: It's it's a lot tougher this year. Um their offensive line is really like – I think their offense is pretty good, to be honest Yeah. With. I love – not to be a with bias, but I love their running back and nauseous. Shocker. I think I think Trubisky is just solid. I think he's just fine to get you to, uh, to fight for a wild-card spot. And if Kenny Pickett takes over, then that means Kenny Pickett's better. These are the Steelers coaching staff. So their receivers aren't bad at all. They have um, – oh, I just literally just lost me. Who's their best receiver?
0: Uh, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson.
1: Deontay Johnson is. I would probably consider him a wide receiver one at this point in this league. He, I think he's proven that he could go ahead. I think he's proven that he can lead a wide receiver room. He's very shifty, he's great with yards after the catch. And as I'm saying, I think Claypool could be their third best receiver at this point. I told you from day one, I thought George Pickens Mm. could do everything that Jamar Chase would, could do. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have a historic year. He doesn't have Joe Burrow throwing the football. Every catch and every route that I've seen Jamar Chase uh, run or catch, I think Piggins can do the same thing. They're very similar, height, weight, athleticism. He made some ridiculous catches at Georgia. So if Claypool is your three, I think that gives really good options for a quarterback like Mitchell Trubisky. I just think their offensive line isn't going to help Mitch out. Now, I know that he can run, but I think think they got to get creative in the play calling or else he's going to be a sit and duck most of the year.
0: What week do you think we see Kenny Pickett in there playing quarterback by, if we see him at all?
1: I think Mitch, I'd put like the over like between weeks five and six, I would say. Like, I think Mitch is guaranteed three weeks and then it starts to get dicey and we'll see if he plays well from there. So um, I don't have the schedule. Are you pulling up the schedule? Yep. Yeah, pull up the schedule because be, I guess it depends on how the team is. If it looks really bad, uh, a couple of weeks in a row against not so great competition, they might move on quick. But
0: so they start out against the Bengals at Cincinnati, then they get the Patriots at home, then they're at the Browns, and they get the Jets, and they're at the Bills, and they get Tampa. So it's not an easy start through the first six weeks of the season. I mean, no. I would, I would say the fourth four,
1: hardest. they have the fourth hardest schedule I'm looking on, uh, yeah, on our website right so, now. So this
0: schedule is not going to be easy. I think we will see Kenny Pickett by about week five or six. I think there's going to be unrest with the Steelers. But back to what you said, Ben, you hit all the nails on the head with the offense. Look, they, they're 31st in money contributed to their offensive line. So that means they have one of the cheapest offensive lines in the entire NFL, which is not good. Um they're also thirty-first, or sorry, they have the cheapest O-line in the NFL. But they're thirty-first in pass win block rate last year, which was terrible. Big Ben had the quickest release point in the NFL. Mitch Trubisky was proven that he is worst passer outside of the pocket. I think Trubisky's is going to struggle in this offense. I feel like Pickett's more of your quick thrower guy. And Ben, let's be honest, the Steelers can always draft wide receivers well. They've always picked them up well. I mean, think about it: Heinz Ward, R- Antoine Randall, L. Santonio Holmes, Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown. Um, I know there's many, many more that we're forgetting. That's just a couple of them just to rattle off there. I mean, Juju, literally every single guy they draft, they, they draft these guys hardly ever in like the first, second round. I mean, some in the second round, but not a lot of them early, and they build these guys into being beasts. I think George Pickens is going to be that good, and all the talk out of camp, they're saying he looks better than Antonio Brown did when Antonio Brown was came there. So that's a lot of high praise being dumped on his head for how good he is or he's going to be, I think he's going to be a home run. But I agree with you, man. I think they just got to figure out the right quarterback in here. I think Kenny Pickett will be the guy who finishes the season, plays well for them. I think the Steelers team will be damn good. good. I could see them being in – I mean, I think this team's going to win at least eight or nine games. I'm probably not going to take their win total because of how hard the schedule is. But Mike Tomlin always coaches this team up well. They have all the weapons. Najee Harris actually – made the most tacklers missing the nfl last year but he had an insane amount of touches and they said they want to dial that back a little bit so look for them to be more of a pass team but let's talk about the defense on the flip side of things you got tj watt reigning nfl defensive player of the year on this defense and bim this defense looks good they add dj reader from the Bengals in the middle to stop the plug things up so that is a good add for them they still have good old cam hayward on there but let's talk about this linebacking core Devin Bush graded out one of the worst linebackers and pass coverage in the league. The bro- joining, they bring in miles. Jack who's a little bit better of a coverage linebacker. They, but they add Brian Flores as a linebackers and defensive line kind of coordinator. So he's more coordinating those guys up. I like the ads of putting in Brian Flores there. I think the defense will be there. Pittsburgh are really lucky technically with all their sacks and stuff, but I think they can do that again. TJ Watts, a generational passer. You slap the last name Watt on you. You're automatically a stud football player. So that's what TJ Watt is. He's just an all around beast like that. I think this Pittsburgh defense is going to be damn good. And I think this team's going to be good. I mean, at the end of the day, man, it is so hard to win games going into playing at Heinz field when they get those terrible towels moving and whatnot. I think Pittsburgh is going to be a really good team this year. And I mean, I think they're going to be in contention for a playoff spot. And this defense will be the strong point of the team again, because they actually have the most money in the NFL tied up in their defense.
1: Well, they just paid Minka Fitzpatrick, and yep. it wasn't cheap. So that's, that's obviously part of it. They bring in, they bring in Levi Wallace, who actually played with Minka at Alabama. I think that's uh, a nice pickup. Levi Wallace, who's, I believe okay. for some reason, I feel like he was an undrafted free agent. And he's played well. He had some good years on the Bills. They bring him in on the Steelers to help the secondary. They bring in Miles Jack. I love bringing in Brian Forrest. Uh, he was clearly a great defensive coach in his past. I think he's great to coach under Tomlin as we'll say he had some controversy around his name uh, with the Dolphins owner and around the league. I think Tomlin going to coach under him for a couple of years is kind of like a nice rehab. And, he listen, he's good enough. And I was on his side, Brian Flores. Like when people are trying to lose keep saying no, like he'll get. I think he will get another job soon. Um, uh, It'll be interesting. Like I guess the most interesting thing about the Steelers this year is when does Kenny Pickett come in? Almost.
0: Is uh, is when does Kenny Pickett come in? As I always said, you're breaking up a little bit.
1: I was saying, yeah, I was saying that. That's going to be one of the most interesting things. Is like, does he play at all? If so, when does he come in?
0: Yeah, I think he's definitely gonna play. I mean, you're hundred percent right though. It's really gonna be what they can get out of the quarterback position. They're pretty much a quarterback away from having and from having an elite team. I mean, I guess the offensive line's pretty bad too, but I think Pickett will be the right guys. I think he's more of a quick thrower. Um, let's keep things moving here, though. Let's go to the last team in the division. This would be the Cleveland Browns. All y'all remember, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year. That didn't work out too well for me, but I'm going to blame it on Baker's injuries and just everything blowing up. The Browns have kind of cleaned house since last year. Baker Mayfield is no longer there. Amari Cooper is is in the wide receiver core. as Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry gone. They also drafted David Bell out of Purdue, a guy that me and Ben talked about many times. Donovan Peoples-Jones will get a larger workload, as will Anthony Schwartz. Um, The offensive line, for the most part, is the same. Jacoby Bursette is going to be the starting quarterback at this point in time, which is not something you love to hear. Um, Look, Ben, look at this Browns team. I like this defense a lot. So Joe Woods is their defensive coordinator now in his third year. His first year, he took – they were the 25th defense. The next – last year, they were the 11th-ranked defense, and that's because that he had Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett coming off the edges. Miles Garrett's one of those top five defensive player in the league-type guys. He's in that Aaron Donald, TJ Watt-type category of a game-changer. Also, two on top of all of that, Ben – this defense was sixth was sixth worst in the NFL in red zone efficiency, and they are bottom 10 on third down, and they were still the 11th best defense in the league. I don't see that happening to them twice in a row, as you all have kind of picked up on me talking about the Ravens and the Steelers playing against these top passing offenses and run defenses and stuff in the league. This this entire just AFC North had to play tough schedules last year. schedule should be much easier. I expect the Browns to rely on the defense because, quite frankly, Jacoby Brissett sucks. And there's no <laughs> nice way to put that in any way, shape, or form. Jacoby Percet sucks, man. He graded out as one of the worst passers in the NFL. I believe out of 34 quarterbacks, he was ranked 33rd or 32nd. It was absolutely terrible. No Deshaun Watson for 11 weeks. I mean, Ben, do you think this Deshaun Watson thing is going to distract this team and kind of derail their season?
1: Not distract, but derail, yes. Because the quarterback level has is, is decreased quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. He went from one of the better quarterbacks in the league, at least I think you and I believe just talent-wise, Deshaun's up there, to, frankly, one of the worst in the league. Uh, and that's just he's, – he's a solid backup to have, but he's just not a starter. The good news is for him is, for now, he's got a two-headed running game. We'll see how long Kareem Hunt's on this team, as I believe he had requested a trade. Um, I like the Amari Cooper addition. I really yeah. do. I think he's got plenty in him still. I think he's like twenty six or 24, 25. He's like 24 to 26 years old. Like, he's not old. I feel like the Cowboys, I, I like, just kind of dumping him because they think CeeDee Lamb will take over. Well, the yeah. reason
0: why the Cowboys had to trade him is because they gave that massive contract to Ezekiel oh, Elliott. Zeke. Yeah, That's so they right. couldn't afford it's all three of them and Dak.
1: That's tough because I think Amari Cooper has got plenty to think. I just, I don't think Jacoby Brissett's getting it done in the first 11 weeks. And by the time Deshaun comes back, I feel like it's going to be a little too late. And, um, listen, we'll see. Like he, he didn't look great in, in, in camp so far. There's been some, been some videos where you can see at least six balls or more that he's thrown and Like they're not the most accurate. He hasn't played football in a while and he's not going to play football anytime soon, at least for the first 11 weeks of the season. So, um, we'll see how they do without him. I just kind of think it's going to be a wash of a season by the time he gets back.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I think this whole season is going to be a wash. And honestly, I like the points you brought up a lot about Deshaun not looking well. I mean, this guy hadn't played hadn't played football basically in over a season now. I mean, think about it. it's basically going to be two years removed from him really playing quarterback. I mean, I think that this season taking a hit some,
1: from from reading coverage, everything. I
0: mean, yeah, exactly. It's going to take him some time to sharpen up. You know what I mean? I think he's really going to have to sharpen himself up some, and I think that at that point, you know, the Browns are just gonna be playing for pride and for fun anyway. So it'll be kind of the perfect scenario for him. But at the same time, I mean, this team, depending on what happens with Jimmy G, if he gets bought out or released or whatnot, because I mean, basically they don't have to pay him if he gets released. I heard the main reason why I hadn't been released yet is because basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to have a team actually like give something up for him. And if they won't, they're basically saying, we don't want to help any team get better. So you can have him and he can basically have a week to learn your offense and whatnot. So that's pretty much what's going on here with Cleveland. But when Deshaun comes back, he is all the toys. I mean, he is the two-headed monster, like you said, at running back. He's got the tight ends. He's got the receivers. He's got absolutely everything he needs here to be successful. But Jacoby Brissett is not going to get it done. For all those reasons, I don't like the Browns' as, as I'll look as well this season. Jacoby Brissett is not an NFL starting quarterback. I'm sorry, guys. Um, ben, let's rank them one through four, man.
1: Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. <sighs>
0: the exact same order for me too. In a division that I think is top 3 toughest in the NFL, it's kind of probably the second toughest honestly only the AFC West. Kind of crazy that we both got the same order, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I want to go the
1: Ravens, but I I I can't do it because I, them versus the Bengals this year is going to be unbelievable. It's going to be how many yards am I going to run against you versus how many yards am I going to throw against you. And I know yeah. that the Ravens secondary is great, but they ain't they ain't covering the four-headed monster that Joe – five, if you include Joe Mixon, that Joe Burrow can throw the ball to.
0: No, absolutely. Burrow's got all the weapons in the world. Who's the backup
1: running back for Baltimore now that Gus Edwards is out for the first four weeks? That's a good question. Um,
0: Oh, it's our boy, Mike Davis. I mean, Mike Davis is done, though. He's got nothing left in the tank from what he did last year in Atlanta. Um, I will say this, though. Like, when I look at everything for this division, like – it's so tough. I really think, though, that the Cleveland's going to get beat up on. I mean, Jacoby Brissett in there straight up is not going to get it done. I think they're going to end up being the team that just gets shit on in this division. I think the other three teams that will all be in playoff condition. But the reason why I like the Bengals is, look, like I said, I'm always against the team losing the Super Bowl, but this is a young team that's trending upwards, and they literally fixed all their
1: problems, basically.
0: They, they might have their f-
1: own generational player. In exactly.
0: And Joe Burrow, like the thing, what what wins Super Bowls? QBs on a rookie deal. Joe Burrow, QB on a rookie deal. I mean, Joe Burrow's proven everywhere he's. He's gone. He's a true winner, and then he's a championship-level player. I mean, look what he did with the Bengals. The Bengals franchise was practically a joke, and he took them to the Super Bowl last year. I just think there's no way you can't go against them. They don't him. even
1: have an. They don't even have an indoor practice facility. That's how much of a joke the organization is. And Burrow's like, screw it, we're going to the Super Bowl. You're going to pay for everything now, and we'll Pretty see much. what we do from here. Pretty, Pretty much. much, and he's got. They are working on it.
0: Yeah, and he's got the best wide receiver trio in the league to throw the ball to, which always helps as well. And he's not going to be on his backside trying to do it either.
1: Real quick, this is the last thing I have. J.K. Dobbins in terms of fantasy. He's got a quarterback that's going to steal some touchdowns, a decent amount of yards from him. Still a good like running I – mean, he's a if, if he stays healthy, he's a stud, I feel like. But in that offense where they run the ball a lot, but, it's, but it is with the quarterback a decent amount. Is he, is he a running back one or two?
0: Just because of where he's positioned on draft boards, he's an RB two, but I'd say he's in the top tier of RB twos. I mean, they said he's going to be involved in the offense a ton. I expect him to get a lot of catches and stuff. I think Mark Andrews though is really the guy to draft in fantasy. Yeah, I think Mark Andrews is going to be an absolute beast. I mean, obviously all those Bengals receivers, Joe Burrow, are good picks. I mean, I think George Pickens is a great sleeper pick. I still think Claypool has value where he's at. I mean, he's going to be the big target. I'm big target. I mean, I think there's a lot of good fantasy options in this division. I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will still be good pickups when Deshaun comes back. All those wide receivers are going to be great picks. I really like Amari. I mean, I thought Amari Cooper was was way undervalued until that they came out with the eleven game suspension. Even with the six game suspension, I would risked it on him. But so, I think there's going to be a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of good football in this division. I expect this division to be playing in primetime a lot this season. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. Oh, for sure. I can't wait. Ben, anything else from you?
1: No, sir. That's all.
0: Same here, guys. That's all I got. Um, Once again, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. And y'all want to be back Thursday. That's the best podcast of the year so far.